Welcome to the Creation Grounds Podcast, where we break down the success, habits, and the life of people in creative fields, discover how they've gotten to where they are, what they aspire to be, and how you can live your dreams too. Let's get to the show. Welcome to another episode of Creation Grounds CG. We're here with a good friend of mine, Donnell Smith. He's a traveling man. He's booking things. What's that? Donnell E. Smith. Donnell E. Smith. Get it right. Don't forget the E. Get it right. (laughs) So, Donnell E. Smith, you're from Baltimore, but you spent time in Atlanta, and now you're in New York. Indeed, yeah. Yeah. Tell us why you left Baltimore and eventually came to New York. Well, born and raised in Baltimore, so I just, I felt like, you know, it was time to move on, just to see new new scenery new land yeah um i've always been that kid just uh never really wanted to stay in one place right right and i mean even even growing up we moved around a lot just within baltimore different parts of baltimore so uh for me gaining my own sense of independence that was that it was that for me it was like okay well i want to go outside of baltimore what's outside of Baltimore? okay so yeah (laughs) that's dope and which city have you learned the most from and, and why What'd you say? Man, you know, at first I want to say Atlanta because, you know, Atlanta is where I really began to embrace my independence because I was the only one out there. I didn't have family right. out there. I didn't have, you know, too many friends, like maybe two or three, if that. <laughs> okay. And uh, so I really had to just kind of like build from the ground up. Right. And so I, I feel like I want to say that because of those lessons. But, um, but New York, man... New York, this this journey has been a whole different type of learning and experience. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned survival. So uh, I think that's what counts. What's but, one? What's one? One of them? Ah, man, just how to stretch a dollar, first off. I feel you. <laughs> you go into that artist budget, it's real. It's real. And, um, you know, I, I, I'll i say the struggle is real, but it's, 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 it's all about the evolution, man. It yeah. really is. It's just, you know, being in the creative industry, you... It's about learning how to be creative and how to make it work for you. You know, it's not about formula and, you know, yeah. that whole thing sometimes. Okay. Yeah. And uh, you sing and you had a music career in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, tell us about that. I don't know if you're still singing, but I do know. I am. I am actually. Okay. As a matter of fact, um, <laughs> I guess this will be the first official announcement for it. Um, but this summer I plan on doing an EP, kind of getting back to the studio, getting back to my roots. Okay. My musical roots. But um, but yeah, it, that that was the reason why I moved to Atlanta because the music scene there, of course, is yeah. off the hook. I mean, it's 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 a mecca for music. Yeah. But um, so yeah, I went there with the intention to pursue a career as a solo recording artist, and uh, you know, wrote a lot, a hell of a lot, and um, and so I would go out to events and um, open mics and things like that, get to know other artists and producers and things of that sort. I recorded a demo while I was out there and mm-hmm. I uh, I buried it deep. Oh, so. no, it's, not, it's not coming out too uh... <laughs> No, it, it wasn't even that bad. I think back then though, I was still very shy about my music and about my voice. Right. And I feel like in so many ways I was still finding my voice. Right, right. So I was really, really critical about mm-hmm. what I put out. And, um, and you know, I, I definitely, I actually still have a couple of copies at home here in Brooklyn. And, um, and I just, yeah, I'm like, okay, it's time to let it out. Yeah, let it out. Jump back on that horse, you know. I feel you. <laughs> but it was, it was a beautiful journey. Uh, that kind of led me into acting, which is 
I, I used to say it was by accident, but I'm still doing it, so I guess not. Okay, so that's a sto- that's a story that's kind of like off script, but like, right, right. Um, you transitioned from music to acting. Like, how was it an accident for you? Well, because there was a scouting agency down there. This is around, I believe, early 2008. I believe it may have been early 2008 or maybe 2009. But um, and they were looking for talent, just all types of talent. So of mm-hmm. course, when I saw the uh, advertisement. I saw music. I was like, ah, here yeah. we go. You know, this is it. Right. So I went in to audition and they had me, they gave me uh, two monologues to choose from. I was like, what is this? You know, right, right. I came to do my music, my song. And uh, so while I waited, because it, it was like a 45 minute wait, I, I sat and I just, I was looking at the two monologues and I didn't know, I really, I honestly did not know what to do with it. Yeah. But because in my mind, it was like a passage. I was like, okay if this were a song or if this were poetry what would I do I would memorize it so I'm just gonna sit here and memorize it I got my song already Mm -hmm. so that's what I did so when I got up and you know did my song then they asked if I had chosen a monologue and then I did it Mm -hmm. just fooling around honestly not even (laughs) thinking twice about it yeah and eventually they offered me this opportunity to take a, a workshop right and I was like no Okay. <laughs> I was like, thank you, but no. I was like, let me know when you have something music related, then, you know, I'm down. I'm, I'm right. all for it. And so for the next two weeks, they had contacted me here and there. And it's like, you know, you sure? Because we really think this might be something you'd be interested in. And I'm like, well, you know, no. Okay. <laughs> but I eventually gave in. I was like, you know what? Life is about, you know, trying new things. So let me, why not? Okay. And I did. And I, 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 I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. So here I am. And for a game changer in music, who comes to mind right now? Why? Oh, man. Two people come to mind, actually. Um, Childish Gambino. Absolutely. Comes to mind, man. Like, just, he's he's on a whole new level of, of magic. I yeah. call it magic because really it's, you know, it's it's what we as artists essentially do. I mean, we, we do wear many hats, right. whether they be... Uh, regarding to our talent or talents mm-hmm. or our our um our business savviness right it's you know we have to have that sense of balance and that sense of um fluidity right and he has that on 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 every level it seems i mean like you know and he makes it look can, easy too yeah. which is which is pretty dope he, yeah you know? exactly yeah exactly I, i'm like man like one of these days i'm just willing it I, i'm I'm like one of these days i feel like i can i'm just gonna sit down with him and just pick his brain like brother yeah brother let's talk like let's chat <laughs> man, man. Let, we don't even have to talk let's just sing let's just sing what we feel like what's going yeah. on man? what's going on <laughs> in your world man help me out exactly but yeah it's him and then uh janelle monet i really now you know i hate to say this with both of them actually but um because I, I I just didn't know for a long time. I didn't know. I was I, you know I may have been under a rock or something. Mm-hmm. But when I found out at different times about both of them, I was just like, where who have I been? Yeah, yeah. And like yeah. Who are these people? Like these are they're setting the bar and, right. and have been ever since you know they they came out. People started knowing who they were. Yeah. But um. So those are yeah. Those are two people who come to mind. They're just like. Because they they're true to who they are and they're unapologetic about it and that's that's something that resonates with me because that that's what my journey is all about authenticity you know? mm-hmm. yeah that's real Absolutely. man um so 
tying into you wanting to go from Baltimore to Atlanta to New York, you obviously travel a lot. Yeah. Um, I know <laughs> the rest of the people are going to know now that you decided to go to places like Peru, Haiti, Italy, Paris, and Rome. Mm -hmm. Tell us about your decision to travel and where that interest came from. Well, like I said earlier, man, I, I've always been that kid. Right. <laughs> I, I've always been that kid who just wanted to know what was on the the other side of the fence or what was on the other side of the wall. Like what what like this can't be it. There has to right. be more. And uh, my dad used to joke with me like, man, you, you, you got gypsy in your blood or something. Like, you can't keep still. <laughs> Like even even when I was in Atlanta, I would move around a lot. But when I finally got the chance to travel for the first time out of the country, it was to the Bahamas, okay. two thousand and seven, and I had an amazing time. And like it, it was interesting because I I was able to discover so many you know differences between the cultures, but then so many similarities and things that once again just kind of resonated with me. And just I'm like, and for reasons that I didn't even know at the time, it's just like. Ah, yeah, and I felt like I just kind of fell right into, you know, the the way things were at that time or during my time there. You know, I, you you never really know a, a place until you've been there at least a full year, right. in all the seasons of that one place. But um, and since then I've just always wanted to to explore more, and so it was back in twenty was it twenty thirteen and twenty fourteen. I decided I was like, you know what my birthday is going to be the time that I travel. That is going to be my time to explore and to just see see what the world has to offer. And my first trip was St. Lucia. Wow. And, and by I, yourself, too. Yeah, by myself. Mm -hmm. Solo, man. It was the best experience. Yeah. I highly recommend it for anyone. Like, it's, it's so necessary to, one, travel, two, to travel alone because you really get to know what you – what interests you and you, mm -hmm. you you really don't have any restrictions in terms of because you know you travel with a group of people sometimes it's like someone wants to build an itinerary and then right. you may not feel like sticking to it one day or you know and i'm the, I'm the kind of guy i don't really solo go dolo. yeah right 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 and i and i don't okay. like just just going to like the tourist attractions like i want to know the real like right let me live like a local during my visit like where do the locals go you know right and that that's where you really find like the heart of the culture and, and the you know the yeah. pulse of, of that particular place does that influence your music did you listen to like absolutely yeah absolutely and and people ask me when they find out <laughs> that i sing or that um i i pursued a career as a recording artist they go, well, well what type of music and i'm like well ah you i personally don't categorize my music it's 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 whatever i feel I right. write based on what I feel in that moment at that time. For sure. Um, if you want to try to, I guess, something of a neo-soul type vibe, mm -hmm. because I am uh, heavily influenced by jazz and, and R&B oldies, of right. course. And I'm talking, you know, well, we're in 2017, so the oldies are now considered 90s music. Okay. <laughs> that's talking. still weird to me. That's still weird. <laughs> right? You know, that's, that's kind of weird. <laughs> exactly. But I, I very much, man, I, I very much still listen to Smokey and and, uh -huh. and the Temptations, Otis and yeah. Marvin. I even, I go all the way back. I listen to Ethel Waters, man. I listen to Lena Horne, Billie Holiday. Like, I go back and I just, ah, man, yeah. Wow. So there, there, there are no, there are no limits musically. I, I listen to a lot of world music. Mm -hmm. uh, on the way over here, I was just listening to uh, Stromae. Okay. And um, you know, it's all in French, but like, 
I don't speak French fluently, but yeah. I just I love his music, man. I love his his approach. So, yeah, yeah, man. Uh, what have you changed your mind on in the last couple of years, and why? I changed my mind, especially on. traveling. You know, there's a lot of new perspectives you have. You've seen the world. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, that's a great question. I I I'm not sure if it's something new or if it's something evolved, but I, I definitely have changed my mind about uh, what I choose to accept mm -hmm. just in life. I mean, again, I, that even dates back to when I was a kid and, and a lot of questions I had about religion and that sort of thing. I had so many questions and my dad would be like, you know, you know, sometimes you just can't ask so many questions. You just have to have faith, that sort of mm -hmm. thing. But, um, but just in, in my journey, man, I, I've come across people who not maliciously, but you know they've they've kind of questioned or challenged my um, my pursuits or my abilities as and, an artist, uh, me as an artist, as a, just or as a person, just right. you know, just me wanting to travel so much, or me, you know, leaving Baltimore, leaving mm -hmm. Atlanta, um, whenever I might leave New York, you know, yeah. it, and they're the, they're just things I, I just choose not to accept in terms mm -hmm. of like because you accept it and it becomes a part of your reality right and that's where the limitations come in and, and those are like restrictions and then you know with that comes resentment and you know yeah, just yeah. a lot of other things that, that are unnecessary so I'm, I'm I'm on that like Jill Scott living my life like it's golden <laughs> you know like, not that you know not on a level that's so much like about being like naive or anything like that but it's just right. like you know what I can do literally anything I put my mind to. And it's not a matter of like if it's going to happen or not. It's a matter of whether I want it to happen and when. Right. And and just putting my foot forward. And so, you know, even living in New York, you know, there's stress. Mm -hmm. there, there are stresses everywhere, every day. Mm -hmm. But it's like, you know what? I don't have to. I don't have to let this get to me. Right. It's it's only a bad situation if I perceive it to be that way. Exactly. Perception is everything, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I guess that that's something. I'm just. I'm a lot stronger in that now than mm -hmm. I was even five years ago. It's good, man. We hope that you continue to grow in that strength. That's a good quality to have, man. Absolutely. Uh, I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, what purchase of 100 or less have you has positively impacted your life in the past six months? Would you say? You know what? I'm. I'm <laughs> this is recent, and and it, it comes to mind so quickly. I just saw um, the documentary Chasing Train. Yeah. About uh, John Coltrane, his yeah. life and career, and man, like it, it's amazing how. And it, it was only maybe like a few days ago or so, but like. That honestly, I've been. I feel like I've been reborn. Have you seen it? Yeah, well, I gotta see it, man. I gotta it, peep it. Yeah, it's down at the the IFC. Okay. Down in the village, man. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful, beautiful story, beautiful experience. Actually, mm -hmm. just just getting insight to this man's his perspective on right. just music and life and, and his approach to music and you know for his time he was definitely one of those game changers. Like mm -hmm. he, there were people that inspired him and. and he took that and, and and challenged himself, and he he grew to a point where he was able to hold his own as mm -hmm. an artist more so than when he first started. And then he started breaking down walls, traditions, barriers, and even when people would meet that with like opposition, like whoa, what is, you know, that's that's 
that's not Coltrane, and he doesn't usually sound like that, but mm. he kept going, and then people realized, like, oh, man. People can evolve. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think that, man, for me, it, it spoke a lot about just where I am in my journey and, mm. and, and what I plan to do or what I uh, desire to do for the future. It just, it really, really impacted me. Okay. Man. Yeah, so that that's the first thing that comes to mind. <laughs> okay. And um, tying on that line of like budgets or spending on that budget, mm -hmm. you've traveled. Yeah. And did you travel first? Did you travel on a budget or are you balling? Like, well, I, I, mean, I had the benefit of both actually. Okay, uh, cool. Different times. Yeah. All right. Um, it's always nice when you can travel and, and feel like, uh, you know, and feel completely boundless financially speaking. Right. And um, just be able to indulge in everything as you go along. Um, but even traveling on a budget, you know, people look at that and, and you know, make assumptions and it's like, it's really not, one, it's not that bad or that restrictive. And two, it's not that difficult to travel, period. Exactly. It really is about deciding where you want to go mm -hmm. and understanding why, because believe it or not, that, that it, it helps you to figure out the ways in which you're going to make it happen when right. you know why you want to go not just oh you know i just want to go right right and maybe fine that's that could be that too but you know it's you know it's doing your research mm -hmm. because like for me after going to saint lucia i decided i would never need to book like an, a hotel a commercial hotel airbnb wait wait back up that so in saint lucia you weren't in a hotel no oh, you said well you said you were staying with the locals yes. so you airbnb to stay with families and all. absolutely oh wow that's even that's more impressive man absolutely that's, that's kind of brave <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? that's, yeah that's very brave man yeah, let me tell you even when i went to haiti it was that same thing um actually i was supposed to stay with a friend of mine she was actually moving back out there yeah and things fell through with her place so she had to kind of put that on hold but i was like my ticket was purchased. I was like, I still wanted to go. Mm -hmm. And so I went on Airbnb and I was like trying to, you know, figure out where I could stay. And, you know, again, not speaking the language fluently, but I just had this whole mindset of, you know what, I'm going to make it happen. Like, I I'm going to thug it out. Like, if I got to go down there and, you know, whatever. Because all I heard <laughs> gotta was throw that, some bones. You got to throw some bones. Exactly. You know, because I'm like people, is like, people are like, oh, you know, anything I've ever heard of Haiti was always so bad. It's, right. You know, that it's just super dangerous and this, that, and the third. And I'm like, well, I want to see for for myself because Absolutely. I don't accept that. Absolutely. You know? And what ended up happening worked out that a friend of a friend of a friend, that trail, mm -hmm. actually had owned a villa in Jacmel, which is like further south of uh, Port-au-Prince. And I was able to stay there. And, and I was living it up, man. And, yeah. and you know, the, the difference in money, it, that, influences how you spend or how you you know right. what your finances will be but like i it it was amazing but um yeah every time that i've traveled since 2014 i've only done airbnb wow because it's i feel, i honestly feel like it's the best way to travel it really really is because that's how you get to know the city the town the people the experience the true experience you can still do that tourist stuff yeah but um and most times more times than not it's really really cheap yeah. Compared to the commercial hotels. For sure. Mm -hmm. And Khalif Browder, man. How did he get introduced to your life? Brother. And uh, tell us tell us that story. Wow. So, 
name. Well, let's talk about the call that you booked it because that's a big. It's a big project. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. So first, if you want to go as far back as the audition, you can, and you know, just tell us about like just Khalid Browder and what he means to you. And well, I found out this story maybe. Uh, I, I I knew about what happened, but I didn't make the connection, the full connection, until um, a friend of mine had mentioned him and in, in wanting to honor him in doing like a, a, a one-man show sort of thing. And so that's that was where I started doing my research because I was like, okay, this opportunity can happen. That, you know, I need to, you know, start doing my research. Then a few months later, I got a call from my agent saying, well, my agent at the time, saying that uh, they wanted to see me for a, a documentary, it was untitled, but um, it was about Khalif Browder. And I was like, mm-hmm. wait, I know that name. You know, and I, and I was like, I've already been doing research. That This is amazing. Wow. And so um, did the audition. I went in um, and I let them know. I was like, you know, this is really amazing how this happened because I was already doing research on him and, you know, I was vibing with the director and with the producers in the room. It was a really great audition. You know, I had a strong read and, you know, they were like, okay, you know, thank you for coming in. And that was that. Then two days later, they asked me to do a video audition. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm like, I just, well, you just saw me, but, right. you know, whatever, you know, I just, so I did the video audition and I, I feel like every time I just went deeper and deeper into the story just for myself, because right. for me, it quickly became like uh, the new Emmett Till, mm-hmm. and Emmett Till, Emmett Till's story. I was very, I was very connected to since I was his age. Mm-hmm. I remember being at my great grandmother's house, and you know she had her collection of Jet magazines, and I remember coming across that article. It was on like an anniversary of his death, mm-hmm. and seeing him in the casket. And it's just so it, I, I, I developed this quick and strong connection to Khalif, mm-hmm. and. Um, so got that video audition in and it was it was a lot of like oh you know he's pinned he's on hold oh the dates just changed if he's still available let us know that sort of thing so it was a lot of back and forth can you put on some extra weight just to you know make sure you you look more like him because he was a little more stocky and this is that and and i eventually I, i booked it man and that experience man it was it went beyond anything that i ever expected as an actor as a human being mm-hmm. it 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 was intense it was intense but it, it was an honor and um it definitely it definitely taught me a lot just i learned a lot about myself one but a lot more about his story because i worked with his family his his mom who unfortunately passed towards the end of um the production process and you know, through his his brothers, his lawyer, his mentors, and and just learned a lot about the world we live in, man. The, mm-hmm. the 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 nation we live in, you know. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that you know these kind of things are happening, mm-hmm. and you know they're not easily detected, or or so we think. But right. I won't go there. But um, so between that project and even with my travels, I realized I'm like, you know what? The the only thing that really separates a third world, third world country from a first world country is economics. Right. Everything else is still the same. You know, there are secrets. There mm-hmm. are injustices. There are things happening that, that need to change, essentially. But um, 
Yeah, man, it 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 was it was a major major eye opener for me. So I I will say it over and over and over. Um, I I think of it more so as being a vessel for Khalif. Mm -hmm. Like I was the messenger to help that helped tell this story, you know. And and it was an honor, man. I, and I had no idea it would be what it is today, you know. I had no idea. Went to Sundance. Exactly. Three words to describe describe that that experience. Woo! Sundance. Um, Three words. Humbling. Okay, that's one. Fresh. Okay. <laughs> Surreal. Surreal, humbling, and fresh. Yeah, man. Okay. I, I, yeah, I, I didn't know what to expect. And um, being there, I was like, yeah. I like this. Exactly. I'm like, <laughs> this is the wavelength I like. I, I want to ride this out some more. You know? Yeah. And I, I was I was out there, same thing again, out there, Airbnb, but um, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'll be back. Okay. I just, I this I had this feeling. It's like, you know what? I'll be back. But uh, it was it was truly, truly amazing. I mean, even the, the, the Q&A after yeah. the screening, the way that it was received and, and the questions that the audience members asked it was uh it was it was amazing it was mind blowing wow yeah man okay man that's dope how can people get in uh contact with you social media or before that mm -hmm. before that you're you just booked the project yeah or no how can people watch this show if it's not on spike tv anymore but is it is there anywhere do they have a dvd is well, there i know to my understanding i know that it's uh on demand um, if, if folks have cable, you, it can still be watched online through Spike TV's uh, website. Um, there has been talk about it possibly going to Netflix okay. in May. Um, fingers crossed, we'll see You know, if that, that deal goes through, that would be wonderful. Mm -hmm. But um, for now, yeah, I believe that outside of, um, there may be community-based screenings that are still happening, but Ideally, um, Spike TV's website is probably the best way to track it. Okay. Unless you got a friend out there who, who you know, <laughs> did the whole T TiVo. Yeah, DVR and all DVR. that. Yeah, exactly. So um, that's another great way to find it. So, okay. Yeah, man. And how can people contact you? Um, do you have a website? you have Dude. social media, Twitter, Instagram, all that? All that, man. All that. Never, never thought that I would be so, so connected <laughs> to social media. There's enough getting me on Facebook, but um, basically, well, my website www.smithdonnelle, so it's uh, S M I T H D O N N E L L E for my middle initial. It's amazing. Sometimes I get an email and I'll say hi Donnell, but they'll they'll spell it with the E as as though it were in the first name. And yeah. Like, no, the E is my middle initial. But um, on uh, Instagram, he sings for you. Mm -hmm. H E S Y N G S the number four letter U mm -hmm. and uh, the same thing on um, the same thing on Facebook Donnell right. E Smith Twitter Smith Donnell E so right try to keep it all the same okay keep it easy to access so he's easy to find contact him with your questions watch him on Netflix um, you know we're speaking that you know speaking it into out. existence absolutely and yes. um. Uh, what do you book now? Who are you working with now? Who are the exciting people you're working with now? 
No, actually, it's man. I, I tell you, when it rains, it pours, dude. Like, uh, so I'm currently working on a production of Much Ado About Nothing, okay. with the Fools and Kings project, and we're preparing. We're preparing to open that um, next Saturday, May six, and it'll run uh, Saturday, Sunday, Thursdays, at um, two locations. Uh, we we do three shows at Central Park at Summit Rock. And um, the other five locations at uh, Riverbank State State Park, uh, the amphitheater there, over on one forty fifth and Broadway, or one forty fifth Answer at Riverside Drive, and um, and then very recently I booked with National Black Theater, Kill Move Paradise, a mm-hmm. new play by James I. James, and, and it's phenomenal, man. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I'm I'm excited to jump into this, uh, directed by Sahim Ali. Uh, other players is Siddiqui, Fofana, Clinton Lowe, uh, Ryan, Jamal Swain, man. I'm, I'm excited to get on stage with these brothers, man. Okay. These powerful brothers. Powerful so, brothers. Uh, yeah, so you definitely can look on uh, National Black Theater's website for the tickets to that because they're on sale as well right now, I believe. Okay, man. Yeah. Working, man. Well, uh, it's been a pleasure having you on. Man, Much more continued success Absolutely. and growth. Um, off the cuff question. Yeah. When you think of um, a great creative artist. Who's the first person that comes to mind, and why? Great creative artist. Yeah. Viola Davis. Viola Davis. Okay. <laughs> and why? Yeah, because because she's human. Yeah. You know, she's not bigger than her name. Right. And right. that having that sense of humbleness is is what it takes one to be able to connect with people mm-hmm. because essentially that that is who you're representing as an artist you know art imitates life right in whatever form it is whether you're an actor a singer a writer a dancer a painter a sketch artist you know it's it's, it's all uh, an imitation of life and in order to understand that and fully and fully showcase that or illustrate that you have to be connected mm-hmm. to that you have to be you know it's it's not about you know being better than someone else or outdoing or thinking yourself above anyone else it's, it's not about that so i definitely appreciate her her sense of humbleness and and her truth yeah. that she brings in and her commitment you know and that's that's another thing it takes it it takes honing your work and understanding the history of what you do because yeah. there's power in that just like as people you know it's it's it behooves us to to know where we come from because that that's essentially what gives us power and the truest sense of freedom. For sure. Same thing with an artist. So that's yeah. deep, man. Yeah, man. All right, Donnell. Thank you for coming on, brother. Thank you for having me, man. On this sunny day. On this sunny day. <laughs> that's it for this episode of the Creation Ground. I'm your host, Aaron Lloyd. Be sure to check out our Instagram for future and previous guest info and check out our YouTube channel in the show notes below. Email us with any suggestions at thecreationgrounds at gmail.com. And if you got something out of this, I'd really appreciate if you spread the word and the love. Until next time, this is Aaron Lloyd telling you that the sky is the limit. Stay creative.